This is First and Gold, a football podcast with everything 49ers first. Now, introducing your hosts, Freddie and Pete. Welcome back to season two of First and Gold, man. I am so excited. Peter, long time coming, man. I know the season ended four months ago, and now we're, uh, you know, kicking off the the 2022 season. Um, it's been, uh, I would say, to put it delicately, a, a roller coaster, right, in terms of um, just a lot of the noise and everything that we've been going through with the offseason, you know, who we're going to get, who we did get. You know, leading up to the draft. Now we're a week away removed from the NFL draft. So, hey, let's start there, man. You know, let's start with the NFL draft. Let's just go with, you know, first impressions, Peter. I mean, what did you think? Night one, last week at this time, what was going through your head? Man, first thing I got to say is it's good to be back, man. It's good to be recording another another season of First and Gold with you. And I want to say thank you yeah, to everybody man. out there that's been, you know, faithful to the podcast and listening every week. We appreciate it. Getting to the draft, man, it was, um, it, it to me, it was a lot of ups and downs. And some names I wasn't too familiar with, obviously, because we didn't have any first round picks. Um, and then looking into them, there's a lot of intriguing aspects to some of these players. The, the first pick that we had in the second round, pick 61, Drake Jackson, the defensive yeah. end, um, Watching his tape, man. He, I think he has a high ceiling. He has a good motor. He's strong. He's got good bend. And I think that could work really well opposite of Bosa. So that's pretty intriguing to me. Yeah. Coming out, he had the the lowest bend of any player in terms of um, when he dips. It was a very reminiscent of, um, I don't want to put him in the category of like a Von Miller. But uh, when we got D Ford, you know, mm-hmm. three years ago, he was supposed to be that freakish demon on the opposite side of bosa and um you know they call drake the freak right i mean this guy can do somersaults and cartwheels and jump out of pools and you know um you name it right and for a guy his size to be able to bend that low like you know one of the things von miller was able to do was run full speed under a table right that was like an impressive thing Mm -hmm. um he has that kind of uh, freakish freakishly um ridiculous talent and so yeah I'm, i'm so excited to see what he can do um especially with our you know, defensive line coach and, and the oh, guys yeah. around him. Yeah, I mean, he we've already we know what he uh, coach Kasurik has done with no namers in the past. He's turned them into solid solid players and got them contracts other with other teams. Um, yeah, so it, it, I think it's just going to be amazing. Uh, probably have him put on a uh, twenty pounds or something. Get back to that defensive end edge weight. And man, yeah, just just let him go at it. I don't know how how well he'll do. Maybe his first year, but probably his second year in the league if he continues to maybe get close to that ceiling that everybody's talking about it it should be pretty impressive to see what he can do yeah i mean he's uh gonna be around you know some of the best uh in the league in terms of you know armstead and obviously bosa um an elite pass rusher uh we get kinlaw back who was our first round pick a few years ago and um you know assuming that he's fully healthy um it, it should be a good room for him to learn from some of those guys and and to be able to add that, that again, the element that we were missing when Ford went down and never really came back in terms of the opposite, you know, pass rush that we need 
because uh, we can't have you know two three guys on Bosa every every game, man. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. you can do that, and and you know that's fine. But you're gonna open it up for the other guys, and when you have a a guy like a Drake Jackson who can do the things that he can do, um, it's kind of pick your poison at that point in terms of who do you want to double block, um, just because you know they're gonna wreak havoc. Right, right, and then also another draft pick is sticking with the D line that Kalia Davis, I believe his name was, a six round pick. He looks yeah. uh, like he could be very similar to what DJ Jones was, um, and he was also a late round pick. So again, with Kasurik as a coach, I think he can get a lot out of him. He be, he'll be initially a great role player, you know, spelling in for Ken Law, or if there's other injuries maybe picking up some more time, but I think he was a pretty intriguing prospect as well. So uh, pretty excited to see what he can possibly turn into. Um, like I said, he just looked a lot, reminded me a lot of what we had with DJ Jones. Oh, absolutely. And and the one thing that I love about uh, Lynch is that he never wavers from the identity of what he wants to build and Lynch as well, uh, excuse me, uh, Shanahan as well um, in terms of, you know, they, they don't, um, derail or go off you know off script in terms of you know what they're looking for and how they want to build the team so you know getting the the d-line obviously taken care of and also you know making that the the central focus um and then building from there obviously getting um you know mr teary and i drink and i know things you know davis price right i mean that running back out of lsu i think that's going to be um a really solid pick in terms of adding some depth to the running back room um and he can do some things that mitchell um, compliments really well. And I think overall, um, I was happy with the fact that we did go after a running back to replace Mostert, who is now in Miami. Yeah, I thought I thought he was I thought he was actually a reach to get in um the third round. And then mm-hmm. that kind of just defeats the purpose of our, our pick and Trey Sermon last year, because that's what we brought him in to do the same thing that that um this guy does. So it's yeah, it's really confusing. Uh, I I saw other areas of need, and there was tons of other running backs available. I mean, what was it? James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother. Yeah, he yeah, was that guy, still I available. Really and bad. I, I think he was still available. No, no, they no. picked Drake Jackson um, ahead yeah, of that. James Cook, okay. and then when we when we got Tyrion, um, he was you know he obviously was already off the board. But I agree with you. I think. You know, you get Trey Sermon last year, who I compared, um, and, and in my eyes, he can still be a, a Leonard Fournette type of back. Um, you know, Mitchell hasn't proven or didn't prove last year that that he can stay fully healthy for the full season. You know, the, the full gambit of sixteen game or seventeen games now. Um, you can never have too many running backs. You know, I wouldn't be mad if they drafted three corners back to back to back. You know, right? Because I don't think you can have too many good corners either. And right. I think running backs is the same thing. Um, especially with the beating they take and obviously with Debo uh, and we'll, you know, obviously get into him right now. Um, if they're going to scale back on his rushing attempts, I mean, someone needs to carry that load and uh, Mitchell proved that in some games, you know, he, he, he wasn't enough. You need another element, right. In terms of uh, a running threat to be able to, to take those uh, end arounds and, and misdirections that, that Shanahan's going to call. Right. And in Kyle's Kyle's system, it, the running game is probably the biggest part of it. I mean, we saw that when, most of it went out. We asked Mitchell to do a lot of it. And going from college when you're playing, what, 12 games in a season to 17, you know, for a rookie to take on that load and be the, the lead back, that's that's a big ask. And yeah. Trey Sermon was supposed to be there, but, man, the first hit he got, he was out. <laughs> he was injured. And then after he came back from injury, yeah, two I think two plays later, he was injured again. So, 
yeah, we definitely do need solid depth. But right. I just, man, I thought there would be better value there. Um, other positional needs. I mean, we needed yeah. a, possibly a safety to compete with uh, Talanoa Hufunga. It, there was other possible cornerbacks, but we addressed that after the, dra- the draft with Jason bringing Jason Brett back, which I think is solid. But also at the same time, you can't count on him. And I thought it would have been great to bring in a little bit better quality player with yeah. with that set, that third round pick. Yeah, and look, you only have so many picks. They didn't really uh, – one thing they didn't do was, you know, bundle and trade up, right, which we thought they would in, in the first round or um, at other spots, you know, throughout the middle rounds of the draft where you're like, okay, well, they have these, you know, fifth and sixth round. Maybe they're going to package it and jump back into the fourth. Um, they didn't do any of that. They kind of stuck to their guns. They got they got the guys they needed, um, the depth that they wanted, obviously, with, um, like you mentioned – you know, they, uh, they got the the extra running back uh, that we just talked about. But, you know, looking at the safety they signed from Texas A&M after the draft, an undrafted free agent, you know, wide receiver Danny Gray from SMU, you know, 4-3 uh, speed and a guy that's going to obviously stretch the, de- you know, the, take the top off the defense. And he's going to do some um, some things that maybe we didn't we didn't have last year, you know, in terms of adding an extra element. But touching on Debo, man, um, <laughs> Were you sweating in that first round like I was the first like you know ninety minutes or uh, or did you feel like there was just no way we were gonna trade him to the Jets at you know with the tenth pick? Well, from everything that I had been hearing and you know that they were reporting is, you know, a team would have to pretty much offer like a Godfather offer, right? Something you can't refuse right. if they really wanted Debo. It, it so that's right. meaning more than just a first and like a third round pick. It was probably gonna take multiple first round picks. And if that were the case, like I would have been okay with Debo being traded, but I didn't want him gone for anything less than that. No, no. And so I, mean, I wasn't too worried. And that's, I was hoping. So if they were going to go for that, if, if, if that's what they were going to stick to their guns and that was the only way Debo was going to get traded, I would have been fine with that. But if it was anything less, I, I would have been pissed. But so I wasn't like super worried. I wasn't nervous. Um, right. Yeah. The 49ers are never going to get bullied by the Jets. I know I have a, a, a Jets fan that's a close friend of mine from college, and, um, you know, he was trying to give us uh, his two second-round picks. You know, he thought that was enough, and I just, like, I told him, just please get that shit out of my face. Like, I don't – I don't. that's a garbage trade, and don't insult me, you know, because that, that's the, not a godfather With the number offer. 10 or just just the first no. – the second No, just uh, the twos. Just the twos. No, just that's, the not twos. Gonna, that's not no. happening. No, that's an embarrassment, and he should be ashamed of himself for even you know mentioning that to me. But, anyways, um, yeah, even if they would have offered the tenth straight up, I'm not trading Debo and then just picking up Garrett Wilson or you know Jamison Williams. Like I don't feel comfortable, you know, giving up Debo and then grabbing a guy and basically putting all that pressure and expectation that he has to be the replacement. I, I never thought that was a good offer, right? And so. You're right. I mean, I was I was expecting, you know, multiple ones, a player of a, you know, Pro Bowl caliber, you know, some mid-round picks. I mean, I wanted, you know, like you said, the Godfather deal never happened. So I'm okay with, you know, them sticking to their guns and not feeling the pressure of having to unload him, you know, like the Brown or the AJ Brown, right? Traded from Tennessee to um to Philly and then uh, Hollywood Brown going to uh, Arizona. You know, people started getting desperate, right? They started unloading, you know, some capital for, you know, a, a wide receiver one. Look, man, <clears throat> the thing with Debo is, you know, 
I, I don't feel like it's something they can't correct in terms of uh, the relationship. It obviously feels like they're starting to repair it now. You know, once he gets paid, you know, this will all all obviously mean nothing in terms of, you know, what happened during the draft. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a scare for sure, right? I mean, I um, you know, I was sweating. You know, I was sweating those first ninety minutes. I mean, every fucking pick, I was expecting it to say breaking news or you know, trade pick, you know, and our logo pops up and then, you know, they break down the trade and, you know, Debo has been shipped off to New Orleans or wherever. And and so um, I'm glad that I didn't have to go through that. I mean, I preferred a, a very quiet Thursday night with, you know, some, some good Jameson and, uh, and beverages, you know, but, um, and that's what happened, you know, and I think um, I'm grateful that uh, we didn't have to, you know, leave on Thursday night knowing that we were going to have 19 back for, for 2022. So I'm excited that, uh, that he's on our roster. Yeah. I just felt like it was a lot of posturing, right. To get what they wanted. And I don't know what the 49ers offered him, but we all know that his value is probably somewhere in the 25 million to 28 million a year, possibly. So, right. um, yeah. And I think they yeah. can get that. I don't know if there was maybe, Hey Debo, we got to wait till, you know, we trade Jimmy, we got to, Right. You got to do some other things, clear some cap room, whatever. Um, so I don't know, you know, who knows? They're not going to discuss exactly what was going on between the two sides. Um, I really didn't believe that Debo would want to leave. Maybe it would, maybe he wanted, you know, maybe he wanted Jason Verrett back because as soon as we signed Jason Verrett, then he refollows the 49ers on Instagram, you know, right? The big yeah, news. Yeah, and, and him and Trey Lance are, you know, going back and forth. Trey Lance says he wants to know uh, who's his followers, you know, so so he can, uh, yeah. something about his wife or something like that. But yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. so I think, I think it'll, like you said, things will get worked out. Um, Debo will get his money. Um, and yep. then next year, it's going to be probably a similar thing with, with Bosa. But yeah, I mean, you, you don't want to trade a proven commodity in Debo Samuel no. for an unknown product, right? And I mean, no. there's all these wide receivers. They all have their potential, but you never know. I mean, look at a couple years ago, the Eagles drafted Jalen Rager in the first round, yeah. and there was three, four wide receivers that have outperformed them so far in their careers. So, like, why them, would yeah. you give up somebody <laughs> yeah. that's already proven so valuable yeah. and productive in your system for something you never know? You don't know if he's yeah. going to fit with the, the team in the locker room. You know, yeah. you don't know if he's going to be coming to practice. You don't know where his head's going to be at. Everybody's going to tell you what you want to hear when you're interviewing him. And that's the other thing. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of time to interview first-round prospects to see if they really right. liked him, if they'd fit, to quiz him about, like, offense and, you know, schematics and stuff like that. So that's why I right. didn't think um, Lynch and the front office were going to jump at just any offer. You know, they hadn't put in the work in, in – um, checking these prospects out. So that would have been, that would have put us in a bind as well there if we had made a deal. Yeah. And they stay patient and they operate the way they always do keep everything. You know, uh, I think uh, Lynch said it best. There's a sanctity of, of privacy that they follow suit every year in terms of having those conversations in house. And, you know, they were obviously on the phone or in communications with Debo throughout. Uh, maybe he's not as much as, you know, um, I would have liked, right, in terms of being a little bit closer to the pulse of why he was, you know, make, doing some of the actions that he was doing of, of or his family for that matter, right? Like, you know, posting things on Instagram and things like that. But, uh, hey, listen, man, I love Debo. You love Debo. Our offense is obviously very, very different with him in it than without. It was proven in multiple games last year, right? I can name the Seattle game. We can talk about, um, 
you know, the, the, I'm trying to think the other game that he missed, but um, when he's not there, um, you can just tell that the, the offense doesn't function the way it needs to. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. with having a new quarterback and, you know, we'll obviously get into the quarterback room now, but um, you, you don't want him to start with a depleted or, you know, a, a tool set that isn't going to be able to be maximized because you're taking away his biggest piece, you know? And so I think for just the sake of the development of Trey Lance, I mean, Debo means everything, you know, you, you need all your horses out there, brother. You know, you, you got to have all your guys, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, you know, uh, Mitchell, everyone that's going to be a, a, a contributor um, at the beginning of the season. Obviously guys get hurt and that's why you draft, you know, uh, deft and everything. But, you know, to start the season, man, you, you want Lance to, to have every shot to have all his guys healthy and, you know, show show us what he can do which, you know, I think um, you and I maybe have differing outcomes or outlooks on it, but I'm excited to see him. You're excited to see Lance? Absolutely. I even mean, after even after the news today that, that broke, that uh, some people inside the organization weren't too impressed with his develop, development how many so time How many times do people say reports from inside the organization and then, you know, it's hard when it's not coming from Lance or – or uh, or Shanahan, it's really hard to know who's leaking that stuff, right? And in fact, it's if they're going to leak anything, <laughs> and because Debo's pissed, but, he probably wants Jimmy to stay, and that's why he's like he either wants to trade it or he wants to play with Jimmy. I would say that <laughs> from the optics of it, you rather have people thinking you don't have your shit figured out than the opposite of that you do have everything figured out. And what I mean by that is. You want the teams around the league thinking there's a quarterback issue going on. Lance isn't ready. Are they going to keep Jimmy? Now they're probably going to keep Jimmy. And then that increases his value subconsciously, right? Because you're thinking, well, they're not going to get rid of him now because if Trey Lance is underwhelming and then lo and behold, you give up a little bit more and, you know, during a training camp for him when one of the guys gets hurt or they decide that the Browns decide that, you know, Watson's not going to play for half the season for a suspension or whatever. And they, and they need a plug for, you know, for eight weeks to, to hold them over. Um, because they're not keeping Baker Mayfield, obviously. No, I, I think you know Lance. Uh, Lance is the guy, and um, there's there's no question that um, they're going to give him every opportunity um, to to prove you know why we went up and and you know took the Ferrari off the lot. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, from what I saw, his rookie season, and again, that's just his rookie season. Yeah, but he missed first reads quite often. And when you're playing better teams than the Texans, you know, they're going to they're going to get to you and you're not going to be able to get to extend plays and get to your second or third read sometimes. So hopefully he works on that and, and, and is able to pull the trigger and find his first read when they're open and get the ball to him. And this is I mean, now that our offensive line's depleted, who knows if Alex Max is going to come back? Who knows how healthy McGlinchey's going to be? The only person yeah. we know that's going to be there is Trent Williams. And, I mean, the other one possibly is Brunskill. But, you know, he he could easily get beaten out with, you know, we had two more offensive line um, linemen drafted this year. Uh, we brought in, I think, one other guy that has a pretty decent name. So it could be some competition there and a, and a very different look to the offensive line. And so, you know, if they're not familiar with each other and then they got Trey Lance running around in the backfield – they're going to yeah. get tired. They're going to get frustrated, and it's going to be, you know, the makings of a long day. 
I would agree with you if we're talking like, you know, middle of October, November, and it's a, you know, a week, a week of uh, preparation for a game that he's like stepping in, you know, and having to ad lib and also like understand what the game plan is for that week. The difference with that and what we're talking about is he's going to have a whole off season with the, with the ones, with the starters, you know, I mean, Jimmy can't throw a fucking football right now. So by, you know, these camps that are coming up, it's going to be all Lance with, with the guys. So you're going to have plenty of time to develop that camaraderie and that, you know, cohesion, the chemistry. Um, so they're, they're, they're going to be fine. I, I think in terms of, you know, him being game ready, he'll be, he'll be game ready, you know, especially he has a whole off season and a summer with preseason to play. I'm um, not sure how much they're going to play him in the preseason, but either way, he's going to have some good reps. And and look, there's still going to be growing pains, man. You know, I mean, he's still a rookie, right? In a lot of ways, because he didn't play hardly any snaps last year and the year before he, he didn't play at all. So um, I think we have to just remember too, that, you know, there's still going to be an adjustment, but the good outweighs the bad with him, right? In terms of his potential and, and just, um, you know, off the chart type of capabilities that he can do, the, the wow moments, right? That he's going to be able to uh, execute and, um, you know, do some things that are not conventional that were basically limited with Jimmy because he he doesn't have wow moments, you know? Um, so next week, schedule comes out. How you, what are your initial impressions, man? I mean, we are, we know who they're playing. We just need to see which weeks it is. Um, one yeah. of the big announcements too that came out is that we're going to be playing the Cardinals in Mexico City, so that should be oh, interesting. Man. That should be um, it'd be interesting to see who the home team technically would be. But I think Arizona, either way, it's going to be Arizona. Is it yeah, okay? It's be Arizona. Yeah. I think either way, then that helps us out because I think the it, the 49ers are going to have a bigger fan base in Mexico City than the Cardinals might. I mean, that's just yeah. my initial thought. But I mean, if that's the case, that's that's huge. That's like when we played the Rams. And you know half the stadium was 49ers, so yeah. that that's that's a big swing that helps us out a lot, and especially since it's not our home game, it's theirs. That's that's huge. I, I really love that. Yeah, yeah. You're not taking a home game from me, man. I pay too much money to uh, <laughs> to be a season ticket holder. I, I don't I don't want to be you know having to worry about you know one less game. But no, man. Um, I, I think you know there's across the board, right? Every every team in the league is looking forward to next Thursday. I think for us, you're right. I mean, you know, we already know we're, we're having that away game uh, in Mexico uh, on that Monday night against the the Cardinals. But it's going to be fun to see, man. When you know when they um, when they put us up against you know the Patrick Mahomeses and the Tom Brady's, right? Those are two big home games, probably the two big blockbusters that are on the schedule. And we have Herbert right at home as well. Got to go at Denver to see Russell Wilson. You know, at least this time it's only once a year instead of twice, um, or for at least for this year. And so um, there's there's some marquee games, man. It, it, we have a really awesome home yeah. schedule that it's going to be. Every game is going to be a big one at home. I mean, even the Rams, right? That's a rivalry game. Seattle, we don't know what they're going to look like or who's going to be dropping back, you know, and throwing interceptions over there. But um, it'll be fun, you know, to to see those guys without, you know. Um, Mr. So wait, Unlimited did I, back there. Did I miss something? You you said uh, that we're we're playing Russ once this year. So are you yeah. saying that you don't think the Broncos are going to go to the Super Bowl, or are you saying the 49ers are not going to go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, I think the Broncos are going to be in it <laughs> to the very end, my friend. Um, so you're saying I mean, we're I, not going to go? So you don't believe in you don't believe in? Oh lights. no 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 no! I was talking about during the regular <laughs> season. Um, oh okay okay. No no I you know look look man I mean it's way too early to talk about playoff seating and all that and you know but obviously you know I, i'm gonna put my money on on san francisco finding a way to to get to arizona um in february but um 
you know, Denver's going to be in the AFC championship game. I, I'm pretty confident. I feel good. Assuming that he's there, right. Is he's healthy. I mean, Russell Wilson's going to find a way to get them, um, you know, all the way into that game, but it's tough when you're, you know, who knows you, who are you going to be playing at that time? Right. Is it Mahomes? Is it, is it going to be, uh, you know, Josh Allen? I mean, there's Joe Burrow again, right. It, it, it's tough. Um, yeah. It's do be you, a tough, you want to tough... get into that? Who do you like top five from each conference? Yeah. Yeah. That's far away. You start. Yeah, so I would, I, I mean, obviously Denver Broncos are going to be up there. Uh, I think the Bills are going to be up there in the AFC. Um, I do like the Chargers too. I mean, from what they've added and what they brought in and what they've yeah. already had. Um, let's see. The Ravens are always tough. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, they lost Hollywood Brown, but mm-hmm. it, they're going to have to bring in somebody, um, maybe Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry or something. But yeah. I, I think they'll be up there uh, as well as the Bengals, of course. Yeah, um, I'm glad you, you kept Joe Burrow in the conversation. I mean, they, they were obviously the best team in the AFC last year. Um, and, you know, you could only think that Jamar is going to take another leap and, and um, you know, be another, um, have another amazing year, you know, and, and put up the numbers that he put up to help out Joe. Joe is obviously going to be a year removed from um, having had the surgery and, you know, playing through that in the beginning of, you know, the, the season last year, he's going to be more comfortable and, you know, year three for him. So Cincinnati, I mean, Patrick Mahomes never can count him out. Um, you know, he's the best quarterback in the league talent wise that, you know, they lost Tyree kill, but do you really think that, you know, he's not going to still be, but Patrick Mahomes, you know, he, he's going to be fine. He'll find ways to get the ball, you know, to Kelsey, you know, 13, 15 catches a game. Kelsey's probably going to end up having great fantasy pickup too. I would probably look at him in the first round, you know, just because of the volume that he's going to be getting. Yeah. And he's always open for some reason. I don't know how he's always open, but I think teams figured it out by now. But <clears throat> yeah, and, and so you know, you have the Chiefs, the the Bills. You know, having picked up Von Miller, they're only stronger. You know, at this point, right, in terms of getting an elite pass rusher to adding, he's a luxury that they didn't really need, but they have it now. Yeah, and they got um, a good. I think they got a good running back. What they needed from the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, speaking of running backs, I mean, Javante Williams from Denver, you know, I think is going to take a huge leap. So I, I would put, you know, Denver, obviously because of Russ, too, in there at, at and the And they four, brought your boy Melvin 14. Gordon back. Yeah, yeah. So they have a, you know, assuming everyone stays healthy, I mean, on paper, they, they they look, you know, as good as anyone. And, you know, it's, it's tough. I think between the Chargers and Ravens, you have to think the Ravens with all the injuries they had last yeah. year, I mean, they had the worst. They had almost... I would say even worse luck than the Niners did, you know, in 2018 and 2020. I mean, they lost all their running backs. They Lamar Jackson was gone for half the year. I mean, and they still were in in the thick of it, you know, in the, in December. So great coaching, um, disciplined team. They run very similar to San Francisco in terms of how they want to the identity that they want to have. I mean, assuming you know Lamar Jackson is behind center, man, you 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 probably want to put them up there. The Chargers are going to be also. Um, you know, a threat in the AFC West, but it's going to be tough to escape that division, you know, let alone try to try to represent the AFC, you know, um, is with, with the teams I just mentioned, but what about in the NFC? Who do you got? Uh, I think I, I guess I have to put the Rams up there, right? Unfortunately, um, they still, they, they want it. So they're there for that. They still have Cooper cup. They brought in Allen Robinson. They still have Darnold Ramsey, um, who else did they bring in somebody else? Like, am I missing? Somebody? Yeah, Allen Robinson, and then yeah, they, uh, him. Bobby yeah. Wagner, right? Oh, yeah, B-Wags Bobby is, Wagner, he, he's there. Yeah, rich get richer. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Buccaneers, they're going to be up there. <laughs> I don't think they really right. lost any any big names. They re-signed all their wide receivers that were relevant. Yeah. Uh, they brought yeah. back their running backs. I think they yeah. lost the offensive lineman, Ali Marpet, I think. But, um, I mean, they still have the rest of them there, and they had a top five mm-hmm. offensive line in the league last year or something like that. So, yeah, yeah they're still going to be good. Uh, Gronk hasn't re-signed, but he'll probably re-sign towards – after some of the camp stuff, because, you know, he doesn't really like doing all that. So, um, yeah. yeah, they'll probably bring him in at some point. If not, they'll still be fine. Um, let's see. Uh, Green Bay, I don't know if I can put them up there yet because they lost, you know, their biggest wide receiver, their best wide receiver, uh, their best yeah. playmaker. Um, so Christian Watson's going to probably have to fill that with a bunch of other guys that, you know, probably wouldn't be on any other team. Um, yeah. I think what helps Green Bay, though, um, is the division that they're in, right? Because you can't really say the Lions are, are going to be fighting for the division, you know, or um, Minnesota, they, they, they're smoking mirrors to me a lot of the years. Like, they just, there's something about them that just is off. Um, and Chicago has done absolutely nothing to help Justin Fields out offensively. I mean, I was expecting right. them to, like, sign, you know, uh, three or four big names or draft some, you know, some early round guys to, to help him out. But, I mean, I feel like they're going in, you know, almost a little bit stagnant in terms of not having done a whole lot to help him because similar to Lance, you got to surround him with people, man, that are going to help, you know, take the pressure off because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, stepping in young without a lot of weapons, you know, getting sacked all the time. I mean, you don't have any security blankets. It's, it, it can be a long season. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Um, some other teams. So what did I get? Just two the Rams, Tampa Bay, um saints they i think they had a pretty solid draft i like them picking up chris olave i think he looks a lot like yeah. justin jefferson and if michael thomas comes back you know they're gonna have a solid duo there yeah. they got Mara, a bunch of playmakers yeah. and still a pretty solid defense and they brought in uh tyron matthew so i think they're gonna be mm-hmm. pretty solid even though james winston's gonna be their quarterback and yeah. then of course i think the 49ers we're gonna figure it out i mean kyle shanahan's always kind of done that yeah. um I mean, even if if we have to rely on the run for most games, um, I think they'll get it done. Our defense somehow always finds a way to be a top five, top ten defense, even with injuries. Um, Mm -hmm. No cornerbacks were still up there. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I don't know if there's going to be any other teams, like you said, like the Vikings. I don't know if they've done enough to, you know, push into the top five. Uh, Cowboys, yeah, they'll, they'll probably be up there. Um, just because again, their, their division's not that strong. So they're going to get, you know, an easy, probably five to six wins if they can win them all. Yeah. Even with Washington getting Carson Wentz, I I don't think that that moves the needle for me and putting them into like the driver's seat of the NFC East. I still think Philly is, is the better team of the two. I think Philly and Dallas are going to battle out, battle it out for, um, the top seed or in the, or not top seed, but the top place in the division. Um, so I would, I would probably put those two, honestly. And then I would add, um, so Philly, Dallas, obviously we're going to talk, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, because, you know, 12 is back. And then, you know, you have to put, uh, the LA Rams up there cause they're defending Super Bowl champs. And then, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put, you know, us at the one seed, um, San Francisco. So I would say those <laughs> are my it. five. Um, yeah. What about the Cardinals, man? Do you think they're going to be anything this year? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins got caught with PED, so he's going to miss six yeah. games. 
I don't yeah. I don't think Hollywood Brown's anything that's gonna I don't think he's anything special that's gonna make them, you know, um or that's gonna fill the void for Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona's an interesting team because I feel like you almost grade them in two ways. You you grade them how do you feel when they play against San Francisco and then how do you feel when they play against everyone else, right? Against us, it's gonna be a gauntlet. It's gonna be a battle. Uh I can't tell you that we're gonna sweep them because you know, we we lost to them with the backup quarterback last year, right? Um uh, when they when they beat us with um, Colt McCoy, so um, they they seem to play well against San Francisco. They're, the games are always tight. They're, they're obviously they know us well and we know them well. So um, that's a different discussion. Uh, but as a whole, um, they lose a lot of dumb games. If you th- if you look at like the yeah. games that they lose, like they'll lose to Seattle one game, then they'll you know they'll uh, they'll play an AFC team and get blown out or something. I, I don't. I think I think they have to figure out a way to be more complete, especially in the later part of the year. They always start off hot, right? I mean, Kyler Murray's an MVP candidate, and you know he's running around, and then he ends up getting hurt, misses a couple games, and then they regress a little bit. Um, yeah, so it seems I think, like they you know, definitely lost interest in in their steam for sure towards the end of the season. Yeah, like I, I mean, if they're gonna be a true contender, they got to put the foot on the gas for seventeen fucking games and just really like you know in December in the cold weather, be like punching people in the mouth, like they were quote unquote doing in, in September at home kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So I think that you, you want to see that out of them before you feel comfortable saying, Hey, they're going to be a top five team in the NFC. Cause the other teams I mentioned to you can do that. Um, or have the potential to right. Arizona just seems a little soft to me when it comes to, you know, later in the year. Yeah. And I think they lost some pieces on defense too. Right. So, I mean, they lost, uh, Chandler Jones, um, I mean, that's a huge piece. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's 15 to 18 sacks that you're not going to have. Right. So, um, but you make it up in other ways, but yeah, man, um, schedule really should be fun. You know, a lot of the games are going to be, you know, highlighted, you know, Sharpie circled on the calendar. Um, so it'll be fun, you know, to obviously dissect that and, uh, you know, kind of look at the, at, uh, at the schedule and look at when we're going to be playing, you know, our divisional opponents and looking at, uh, the marquee game. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to look uh, and see some of those matchups because that could be a difference maker for playing the Arizona Cardinals without uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, so. Of course, man, you know, season started. Let's, uh, let's get it rolling. Appreciate you guys listening. Season two underway, baby. Thank you for listening to First and Gold.